In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Welcome to Bryce and Red and Nancy Classified School Survival Guide. My name is Bryce Henderson, and one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing season one, episode eight of Nancy Classified, titled "Talent Shows and Elections." Uh, with us, as always, to break down all things Nancy Classified is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, it's going great. It's nine thirty p.m. Yeah, I have spent all day moving stuff. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm, I'm in a different state of mind than I, I usually am for Ned's. Are you, <laughs> feeling, fun. are you feeling exhilarated? I'm feeling exhilarated. But like that, you know, that second wind you get of exa- after you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm at that stage right now. Perfect. This is ideal. We should have um, put this off by like four more hours. None this at 1 a.m. <laughs> I wish I should have set an alarm woken up <laughs> for this. We can do that sometime. Do a middle what? of the night 2 a.m. podcast. I don't think it'll fun. It oh, sounds Halloween. I mean, it I so I think it sounds fun on paper, but I think realistically it's um not good podcast content. What part of wake of waking up at 2 a.m. to discuss something would not make great podcast content? I think I'd be groggy. Like I think you I'd think be, like, be like uh, grumpy. Like I I think I'd be um not entirely with it but uh-huh. not in like a fun way i think it'd be more like yeah yeah especially towards the end i'd be like can i please yeah can i please go back to sleep it's 3 30 a.m yeah um i don't know maybe we um you want to do our 50th special at 2 a.m that's gonna be such a long one yeah you're right it's like four episodes yeah or yeah it's not a good idea like six okay maybe we'll um I don't know. We can do. Uh, we'll go live at two a.m. sometime. <laughs> that's. I think that that's what what is needed here. I really want to make Jacob set an alarm. Yeah. <laughs> Disrupt whatever work schedule he may have. Yeah. So we'll um. <laughs> that I'd be interested in. If we're on video, I think that changes things. If we're if it's just a, a podcast that's put out at the same time, but we you and I recorded it at two a.m., that's less interesting. Um, yeah. But seeing if we can get any engagement at two a.m. is, you know, I think we that... can make people sign like a promise pledge. I promise to wake up at two a.m. Mm-hmm. to watch Bryce and Ren discuss so, such and such. Yeah. So that sounds like um um. We I I get we gotta put out the newsletter. Um, but that yeah. sounds like something that'll go in the newsletter. Is maybe maybe we can you think we can have the newsletter ready in two weeks for the fiftieth? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. um we'll put out like a fiftieth newsletter special. And uh we can have people maybe what we do is we'll have people vote on which ep- like upcoming episode of Ned's we do at two AM. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't think that'll super matter, but um you know, put some hands in the dealer's chips. I feel like realistically it would be the season one finale. 
Uh, maybe. Yeah. Unless there's like a spooky episode coming up. Yeah. Ned's head. Headless Ned in the house. That's uh, <laughs> Keenan and Kel. It's something like that in Keenan and Kel. Is there? Yeah, headless. The series finale is like a horror movie-esque thing. Ah. It's a headless man. Dang. And we'll never watch it because people didn't vote for us to watch that show. That's right. And none Dang. of the uh, top five shows will be grandfathered into the next tournament. No. And also, um, any show that uh, lost in the top five, as far as I understand, Hollywood agreed that they would burn any recordings or evidence of those shows ever existing. That's right. So Keenan and Kel, the all the footage is now lost. It's like Pompeii, but only with those five shows. Say goodbye to Michelle Tanner. Yeah. Uh, if you are in Pompeii and Vesuvius is erupting and you have the knowledge that um, you're gonna be frozen in one spot in time forever. Like, where would you go? What pose would you do? Good question. You know, mm-hmm. part of me would want to do something funny, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know. What would be funny back then? Like uh, doing an L on your forehead. No, you know that, that's that's too cheesy. You know, I don't want to okay. be corny. Yeah. No, I want to make people laugh, or, or I want to make people think. Think? Okay. Maybe maybe I'll just stand there looking at the lava pondering it oh so like a like a thinking face yeah i'm dying (laughs) (laughs) something like that Mm -hmm. like like dennis says it's all in the eyes yeah uh so you know that when you're like uh when you're frozen over or whatever it is the lava does and you're turned into a cast you your eyes aren't part of that right so people won't see the expression in my eyes? No, they don't see. No, it's kind of just more of like the body. All right. So, so I should probably do something else. Yeah. Like maybe uh, maybe I'm trying to block the lava hunched over, mm-hmm. trying to grapple it. Oh, that could be good. People would think like, oh, he thought he could fight the lava. Yes. And yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll become like a myth or something. Mm-hmm. The lava puncher. The lava puncher? Yeah. Some say he waded through the lava into the volcano. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the sun. Yeah. Wow. See, I made a myth. You did. Just like that. Uh, magma myth, man. <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, Ren, what do we think? The We learn tonight about Talent Palooza, which is the talent show at the center <laughs> of James K. Polk Middle School. It's a show for kids by kids, which I'm pretty sure that was like PBS. Wasn't that PBS or something like that? Yeah. For, it's like um, gonna be Arthur. Yeah. Arthur yeah, you're right, you're right. In the middle, in between episodes, like segments. Yeah. They would do like the kids thing. Yeah, with by the real kids, for kids. Oh no, I'm thinking of Juicy Juice. <laughs> juicy do you, Juice? Do you know what I'm saying? Juicy Juice. That used to be their catchphrase. It no, was? No, by kids, for kids, no. What you, oh. What's by kids for kids, Arthur? Hold on, let me look it up. Yeah, uh, other like than Talent Palooza for kids. Yeah. Uh, by Not kids for kids, Arthur. Wearing a mask. Rent, you and I have already lost anyone who is not a regular listener of this podcast. <laughs> We're so meandering sometimes. You, this is. <laughs> We're like, I don't know, six minutes in, maybe, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. To um, be fair, to be fair, mm-hmm. Spotify labels us as pop culture. Okay. Like, it, it's Ned's, but we're a little bit of everything, you know? We are, yeah. We're like, um, um, potpourri. 
the bathroom spray? <laughs> yeah, that's a um in trivia, right? In Jeopardy, isn't Poperay um like the the random section? Yeah, a uh, Poperay is the unrelated leftover questions that nobody picked on previous shows. Oh, on Jeopardy. I didn't know that. So um yes, and do you know what I think about people on Jeopardy run? What? I'd say that they have talent. How much talent? Uh enough talent to be in Talent Palooza. Enough to be in Mr. Wright's talent show? Mm, I don't know. So the the episode opens with Ned Mose and Cookie looking at a giant banner. Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you notice there was no cold open? Um yeah, you mean like a like Ned looking at the camera and being like, everyone has a talent. Like it immediately introduced yeah. the episode name, which it mm-hmm. never has done before, I'm pretty sure. Right? Um, no, I think hold on. Uh oh, I closed the episode there. But I, I I'm pretty sure that there was a an a cold open like that, that it didn't just straight go into I'm pretty oh, sure every episode except this one has had a cold open. This is the to my recollection, this is the first segment where okay. the episode name has been introduced first. Let's see. Oh yeah, here we go. Ned's a classified school's talent show. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. You you're one hundred percent right then. Okay. That this is the the first time that that's happened. Kind of weird. It is weird. I wonder why they did that. Because the segment feel longer to you. Um, it f- didn't. No. Okay. No, I, I don't think it felt longer, but I'm thinking specifically of a scene within it that easily could have been used as the cold open. What? The At one point, Ned does look at the camera, and he's he does his whole, like, there's lots of different talents. Oh, there's yeah. But the ones that are helpful. Transition into a tip sequence, right? Yeah, uh, where he's like, there's the ones that are helpful, and then it shows uh, Loomer smacking his head on the table to crack yeah. nuts. So as he's, like, introducing those, those all easily could have been... Like that piece could have been put into that cold open yeah. to introduce us to like some of the weirder talents we'll see here. But um, no, yeah, you're right. So we don't get that. Instead, the episode opens. It tell introduces talent shows, and then Ned, Mose, and Cookie groan. They see a giant banner that the James K. Polk uh, Middle School annual talent show is coming back. One p.m. Friday, mandatory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you ever go to any mandatory talent shows? I didn't even go to the talent shows that weren't mandatory. Yeah. Um, why didn't you go to the talent shows? I don't know. Not my scene, you know. Mm-hmm. I got you. I, I got a GameCube to be playing. Yeah. Days. Yeah, you don't have time to to watch some talent. So, I have a few a few talent show related things. I did. Um. So I didn't go to my town's public like public schools, mm-hmm. but um. I had multiple friends who did, and so I would frequently go to the middle school talent show. Yeah. And I went probably for five years to go to the middle school talent show, and I would always talk about it as if it was, like, the cringiest thing I've ever seen, and that's why I liked it. Like, I liked going because there was no talent. Right. And I look back... Can you remember any examples? I just the bad singing, oh. like that's it. That's n- nothing specific, unfortunately. Um, I mean, no, there's like bad singing is classic cringe. It is. You no, know, yeah. we can all enjoy it on a 
visceral human level. Yeah. Um, so, like, there was that, and I used to always, like, I literally would bring people from, who also were not even, like, from my town. I would bring my friends, and I'd be like, hey, come to this talent show. You're going to want to see this. Like when we um, saw In the Heights. Yes. <laughs> At that high school? Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> when we, the grown men, saw In the yeah. Heights at the high school? Yeah. Oh, I mean, listen, we weren't sure if we there's ever going to be another opportunity to see In the Heights again on stage. You're so. right. I have never had another opportunity since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's an opportunity, you take it. Um, even if it means it's a high school production and you don't know a single person in it. I will say, could have mm-hmm. been worse. I agree. I agree. It was not a bad production. Um, so in this case, we're going to learn that Mr. Wright uh, puts, uh, he's like in charge of the talent show. Like Ren said, it's mandatory for students. Uh, and there's a, a, some confusing things that you and I have to figure out here, timeline wise. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of reference in both this segment and in the next segment to last year. So we've had this conversation before. We have, and we determined, like, we kind of just shook it off as, like, oh, like, because we talked about it with photos. We talked about it last week with photos, because they said, like, oh, because they had all the pictures on the photo wall. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, like, maybe they just, like, brought the pictures over, whatever. But here we have it again. Are they in seventh grade, or is this a five through eight school, and they're in sixth grade? I don't think, this is definitely not a five through eight school. I'm pretty sure they're on the bottom rung. Mm-hmm. of their of their grade i don't are they in seventh grade i like yes they are in the seventh grade they, they are. are yeah okay they are. what what makes you say that so uh so certain we've just never seen anyone younger than them they've like this grade has been portrayed as the youngest grade so far no i know but wouldn't that put them in sixth grade because middle schools are typically sixth seventh and eighth uh but no in tooksbury so this is this is weird okay so because i moved when i was 12 years old i experienced two very different types of middle schools yeah in woburn where i grew up uh elementary school was k through five mm-hmm. and then middle school was six seven and eight i moved to tooksbury in the sixth grade in tooksbury elementary school is k through six okay and middle school is seven and eight so they could be in a seven and eight middle school. Mm-hmm. But so the, the thing, though, is that still doesn't line up with the reason I'm asking this is because there's a lot of references to last year. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. The, they would have had to okay. have been in a different school for all this to happen. OK, so they, like it doesn't make sense because they talk about last year as if they were physically at the same school. Because they were like last year, Miss, I did the tap dancing. Mo says most of the tap dancing routine last year, and that's why Mr. Wright wants her to do it again. Maybe Mr. Wright is you haven't seen Boy Meets World, but maybe he's Mr. Feenying them and following them from school to school. school. Okay, that's what Mr. Feeny does in Boy Meets World. Yes, that's um in my general conversation. This is the second time today that I've been in a conversation where Mr. Feeny's been brought up really? um, for that exact reason. Yes, really. Um, correct. Why? <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Sometime, People just talk about Feeny a lot. I feel like you'd really like his character. I'm sure I would. Yeah, when I watch it. Too bad they um, 
actually no they didn't burn those those reels still exist right because it wasn't the top five yeah those those still exist yeah anything that lost we can still watch mm-hmm. all right um so martin corley wants to play the street cello and you pull it off <laughs> i mean like if you heard him in the streets would you throw him some coin i think i'd throw some coin to martin corley yeah uh, uh he hears this and mr right mr right hears this and mr right's like absolutely not like not in my show uh coconut head comes over he's in a full bubble wrap suit coconut head owns himself you know not mm-hmm. a lot of kids have confidence like that no um but did he do this does he have multiple multiple bubble suits yeah i'd say yeah i mean okay like with a haircut like that you definitely don't just settle for one no yeah you need need multiple bubble wrap suits he's always wearing the same shirt shirt patterns you know he mm-hmm. definitely buys in bulk okay he's a so, he's a sam's club kind of guy yeah he, he got went to sam's club picked up three bubble wrap body suits um and he wants to play his bubble wrap suit uh in the talent show he's also told no by mr right and lisa zima wants to burp the abcs which was disgusting um, Mr. Wright, thank God, says no. One of these was a mm-hmm. good talent. Oh, I'm going to guess you're going to say the cello. I am going to say the cello. Yeah. And not I... the bodysuit. Well, anyone can bubble, bubble wrap bodysuit, right? Not everyone can play funky cello. <laughs> no. Um. So we get some more background to this talent show. Every year, Mr. Wright makes makes students sit through, remember, it's mandatory, uh, this talent show. It is and a snorebore fest. It's terrible. He often has the same kids in it as well. So that I guess that that goes, you know, that's one point towards the Feeney idea. You know, keep the, ki- keep the kids in house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Keep it simple, keep it safe. Yep, we don't want any new talents here. We want to see the same talents. We've vetted the talents. We know what talent like the talents are fine. They're not offensive. People Keep them look in. forward to these talents every year. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the only thing that Mr. Wright likes in the, in his life. <laughs> Moses' joyous tap routine. That and the uh, the oboe twins. Once a year, he can be happy. Once he allows himself to smile. Yes. And then after this, he just goes back to counting down the days and minutes until the next talent show. Until the next 1 p.m. Friday mm-hmm. annual talent show. Yeah. Um, and so Ned's like, man, if only I could figure something out and we could do a show where kids can do whatever they want. And then we get a jump cut to him, to Gordy fixing a light bulb over Ned's head in the cafeteria and it turns on and then Ned goes, I can make a talent show where kids can do whatever they want. I'm going to call it talent Palooza. Cute little moment. Yeah, it's good. And, um, you know, Ned recognizes that there's tons of talent that Mr. Wright would never see. And we see different like, uh, circus acts in the cafeteria. Kids juggling. (laughs) The kid with the tray reminded me of one time at lunch in high school. Oh, okay. I was just sitting, minding my own business, mm-hmm. and I saw someone pick up their tray and bash it over another kid's head. Oh my gosh! It just shattered. The head or the tray? The tray, the both. <laughs> the boy's head just popped. Wow. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, I never childhood memories. Mm-hmm. You got tray in the face. Yeah, I um I've never been hit with a tray before. I imagine it would hurt. Yeah. But, uh when I think about like multi purpose for the trays, you could also use them for like skiing. I was gonna Maybe. say the same like, thing. Sledding. Yeah. Frisbee. Uh they're like flat, yes, but they're square. Yeah, like circular. a toss. For like toss. So you could throw it. <laughs> but you could catch it too. That's true for anything. I wouldn't but say it's the, like a frisbee. The tray would have wind to it, aerodynamics. So it'd spin it. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Like a boomerang. It comes back to it. <laughs> I uh yeah. Oh, one way think, boomerang. Yeah, I don't think boomerangs were one <laughs> way. So that okay, but if it's a one-way boomerang run, that implies that it goes all the way around the ro- the world and it just comes back because it otherwise it's just a frisbee. No, that's round trip. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. So if you're going to a destination, say you're going to like uh, one way. If I'm yep. going one way to you, mm-hmm. I'm going one way and I'm not coming back. I'm just there. Okay. So if I throw my one-way boomerang to you, mm-hmm. it stays with you. So a boomerang normally does one trip. So this is just something that's dying in the middle. That's why it's the one-way boomerang. One way. Okay. Maybe we can put like an ass- like we can put boomerang in parentheses. Yeah, because the boomerang part is what bothers me. Because boomerangs, it's a boomerang because it comes back. It, um, is, it, is it named that because it comes back? I mean, that's what a, a I don't know if it's called it because it comes back, but that's what a boomerang does. It'd be like, um, I don't know, like a, a glass of milk. Like, I can't say that a glass of water is a glass of milk if it doesn't have milk in it. You know? A returning boomerang is designed to return to the thrower. Mm-hmm. A returning boomerang. So maybe there, maybe there is a type of Different types of boomerangs? Like is a horseshoe a boomerang? Is, let's say, is a horseshoe <laughs> a boomerang? If the thrown... horseshoe can be can be used offensively as it can be thrown like a boomerang. Okay. Okay. So that's yes. <laughs> Good. Alright. Um What's going on here? Uh we see all these circus acts. Someone's on a unicycle. Um Talent Palooza Ned decides is going to be at the same time as Mr. Wright's talent show. And the reason why the kids will go to Ned's instead of Mr. Wright's is because the acts of Talent Palooza will be better. Moe's doesn't want to tap dance. Um, so we kind of get that out of the way. Ned, Ned is making her headline. Yes. Ned's like, you got to come up with something, dude. Um, Ned needs a space for Talent Palooza, Ren. So who else to go to but the one person Ned goes to most? Mr. Monroe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought this was interesting, but I actually liked it. I like incorpor- I like Monroe. I like when he's incorporated. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mr. Monroe recognizes it's against the rules, but he's a supporter of the arts. And Mr. Wright's talent show sucks. Yeah. So if Mr. Monroe leaves the keys... And a student happens to take them and use the classroom for an alternative talent show. What is he to do? 
Do Nothing. you think that it's a safe idea to make small to make a small stage out of desks? So, <clears throat> no, no, it isn't. I can definitely I say that. The life science teacher recommended that. Yeah, I. So he specifically says he tells Ned uh, to. He was like, and hypothetically, if you asked Gordy to move the desks and make a stage, I think that would be a good idea. So, at first, Ren, I'm on your same train of thought. He's saying, move the desks, use them to make a stage. But oh, he says, move the desks else? and make a stage. I think he he's saying, you should tell Gordy to move the desks, so Gordy moved the desks somewhere else, and then Gordy made a stage. Okay. Okay. All right. That's reasonable. I'll concede okay. that. Okay. Um, because the stage that we end up seeing, the completed stage, is... Um, Pretty advanced, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely not a few small desks. Yeah. Um, okay. We get... This is the segment that I said should have been at the beginning. Um, Ned goes through and reviews. Everybody has a talent. Some talents are useful. Some are gross. Uh, we see Lisa Zemo doing burp singing. Uh, the useful one is the nut crunch. <laughs> yes, the nut cruncher, which is... Uh, Loomer just smashing his head uh, on the table against a nut and cracking it open. Oh, Loomer. And then Summer Unusual, Ren. This is where we meet the One Bite. I think we see the One Bite again. You think so? I think so. I don't think this is the last that we have seen of the One Bite. But uh, we see him folding, finishing folding up what looks to be a full pizza and putting it in his mouth. Wow. I could never shotgun a pizza. Impressive. Ren, have you ever shotgunned a pizza? I'd love to, but I don't think I could take it. No. I got a small mouth. Yeah, I do too. Um, oh my god, it like kind of freaks me out. That's a lot of chewing. You would have to unhinge your jaw at some yeah, point. It's a lot of space to have in your mouth. To the a lot of pizza. Choke on the cheese. Oh my gosh. What a way to go. Yeah, how do you die? He's just trying to shotgun a pizza. How far do you make it? Four <laughs> slices. Four slices in. Yeah. What a nightmare. It'd be terrible. It'd be so terrible. There'd be so much pizza to go. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Ned is going to tell his class about Talent Palooza. Hey, have you heard of Talent Palooza? It's a super cool alternative talent show. Cookie is also going to be spreading the word. You guys, you kids, you gotta come to town Palooza. Oh, no. <laughs> they, you know, they hired someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how Cookie sounds. <laughs> I don't even know what voice that was. Hey guys, you kids. It's tired, Christopher Walken. <laughs> is, that, is that who that was, Christopher Walken? Hey, Bryce, it's me, Christopher Walken. I'm That's Italian. It's I'm Italian. Italian. Maybe I'm Al Pacino. Sure, sure. Come, uh, come uh, get us some Italian palooza. Me, Mario. Hey. 
you, you gotta come to the town Palooza. My son, he's gonna be on the show. He, he has a talent, you see. He was a suit made of bubbles. Come, you gotta come and see my boys. You got a beautiful mother, by the way. Yeah. Um. So, Cookie, who's oddly portrayed by Al Pacino in this scene, <laughs> is gonna walk down the hall advertising talent palooza and that's when mr wright is uh cookie also has like a piece of paper on his back with all the details doesn't seem yeah. effective um i wouldn't be able to read that if i were in the hallway yeah it'd be moving too quick it looks like it probably says kick me in fact i'd probably just kick him um busy looking at it yeah and so mr wright is gonna um hear cookie talking about what was that huh talent what and so try to like chase cookie they chase each other in a circle and then cookie walks away as mr monroe checks cookie's back there's nothing on it cookie walks away and now the sign is on mr wright's back who never notices it throughout his entire day yeah so I, that's what i've been thinking about because um mr wright doesn't find out about talent palooza until like way later so is this just on his back for the rest of the day i feel like we have to just accept that it is yeah yep um, did you ever stop laughing from this joke? It being on his back? Yeah. Did I ever stop laughing? Yeah. No, I'm still laughing. Okay, me Can't too. Can you hear it in my voice? I thought it was very funny. Um, yes. Um, so, so funny. And my teeth hurt. <laughs> it was so funny. Tooth and nine hurty? Yeah. <laughs> Red, what time do we start recording this episode tonight? It was 9.30. <laughs> 9.30. <laughs> uh, um, but do you, uh, if you, uh, if you're in Germany and you get your tooth punched out and you go to the dentist and they fix it and, uh, they ask you afterwards, uh, how it, how it is feeling, what do you say, Nine, Red? 9.30. <laughs> And mean. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so Moe's, uh, she's still trying to find her talent. There's too many options. She's a talent palooza. Yeah, she. That's what she calls her. <laughs> Bryce, do you think alternative tap is for suckers? Yeah, anyone who taps is an absolute sucker. <laughs> um, no, I'd be down for some alternative tap. I don't know what she means when she says that, but. She just didn't seem very good in the clip, you know? Yeah. It's not she, her passion. It definitely is not her passion. Um, it's my passion. It's not hers. Mr. Chopsaw is going to be uh, there while Moses Mose is going to be, like, working in the woodshop and venting. But, like, you know, I talent blues is coming up. I really want to be in it, but I don't have any talents. Uh, Mr. Chopsaw's response I thought was hysterical. He says, I, I don't the scene. I don't know what you're talking about because Talent Palooza is not a school sanctioned event. But if I did know, uh, dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> um and then proceeds to give her advice, uh, tells Jennifer that she plays the the laid? I it's laid, right? With a D at the end? Yeah, I was confused about this. Because later on subtitles on this time. I had them on, yeah. Ned, Ned says it later, and it's late, like L-A-T-H, I think. 
Oh, L-A-T-H? Yeah, let me, I wrote it down what Ned says. Oh yeah, Alath. Uh, L-A-T-H-E is what Ned says. Okay. So, um, but Mr. Chopsaw's like, Mose, you play the lathe like an instrument. In your hands, it's a Stradivarius? Yes, a Stradivarius. It's a type of viola. Viola? Oh, like a instrument. Yeah. Yep. Um, So that inspires Mose. Okay. So the next day, we see the sun go down, uh, sun come up. No one. I want to point out an interesting detail about the Stradivarius. Oh, sure. Wikipedia says... According to their reputation, the quality of their sound has defied attempts to explain or equal it, though this belief is disputed. Just an interesting little tidbit. Huh. Uh, Ren? Yeah? The way you podcast is like a Stradivarius? Thank you, Bryce. So the sun goes down in the sun. I don't know. I don't, I'm kind of confused about, uh, you know, what that, what you just said. Um, like the quality, the quality of the sound defies words. It's hard to put into words. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And so strat, like stratosphere is the highest is the peak, right? Yeah. So the use of the, Part strad here is probably from the same origin. Being it's like from high. the man Antonio Stradivari. Oh, is it really? The instrument. So the sun goes down and the sun comes up, and it's the next day. It's time for Talent Palooza, Ren, but no one shows up, not even Moe's. What a joke. But I uh, actually like this. It felt like a, it was a nice little whiplash. Because I fully expected everyone to show up and, you know, it's a cartoon thing to take hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but not even most. That's what I'm, I'm stuck on. Not even most. <laughs> like, did she tell Ned and Cookie? Is this going to cause a rift in their friendship? That the, Ned and Cookie just worked really hard to get the word out about this talent show and Mose is just not even going to show up? If, all right, let's say you, I, and Jill... Okay. Set up a talent show that Jill was headlining. Okay. And she just didn't show up. Yes. How would we feel? Um, bothered. I'd burned. Feel yeah. Yeah. No one she showed expected. up. Yeah. Not even Jill. I feel very sad. It's not in Jill's nature to do that. Um, it's not. So. Yeah, it would it would bother me, and but here it doesn't bother them at all that Moses isn't there. Ned's like, okay, Cookie, go and um pretty much steal people from the school sanctioned talent show and get them here. Hey, did you hear that Mr. Wright's talent show sucks? Pretty lame talent show. Come to talent. <laughs> Pal- he, he doesn't even tell them to come to talent Palooza half the time. He just yeah. insults the current talent show. And then they're like, Oh yeah. Talent Palooza. <laughs> yeah. Why am I here again? I don't know. Yeah, uh, so Cookie's going to go, like, person by person in the talent show and say, pretty lame talent show. And he says that while the Oboe Twins are performing. And he says it at, like, full volume. <laughs> yeah. They and can clearly hear him. One of the poor... girls is crying. Yeah, because these poor uh, Oboe Twins, throughout their performance, are going to watch every single person other than Mr. Wright leave. I feel like the principal would have to have a talk with everyone who left. Yeah. But um, they uh, no principal here. 
No one yeah, the them. Oboe girls don't come to school anymore because of this. It's the last we see of them. Hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, I I feel bad for them. I feel like justice justice for the Oboe twins. Yeah, and Ned wanted to make a show that was a talent show for everyone. And you know, but not that means everyone, everyone. Ned. Yeah, yeah. If they'd done alternative oboeing, I'm sure that they would have been headliner for talent palooza. Um, all right, Coconut Head is then going to perform. He's going to open up the show with his bubbles. Lisa Zemo is going to perform. Uh, we only see X, Y, and Z burped out, but I, burp. it's ungodly. Uh, in good vile. Burp. Yeah. Uh, we see Claire Sawyer and Backpack Boy do a magic trick. Ren, this is... I, I have yeah. never laughed so hard <laughs> at Ned. Like, I, I was kind of, like, just chilling with the episode up to this point, just watching it. Yeah. But after this point, I was fully invested. I was in hysterics. There is so much to unbackpack uh, up here right now. Like, uh, tell, describe this to us. Paint us this picture. Okay, so, <laughs> m- like, stereotypical magician show music starts playing. Backpack Boy and Claire Sawyer, future lawyer, walk out from behind satin curtains. Backpack Boy is in a tuxedo. He's a, he has, he's wearing a top hat, right? He has um, a hat on. Yes. Yep. He has a hat on. Claire Sawyer, future lawyer, is in like a assistant dress. He puts her inside his backpack. She kneels down. He zips it up to, like, show that she's in there. He picks it up, spins it, tosses it halfway across the room. It smashes into, like, a corner of, I don't know, like a shelf? And then it just plummets, and everyone in the audience applauds. And that's the last we've ever seen of Claire Sawyer, future lawyer. Uh... (laughs) not stop laughing backpack boy the hero is what is the the talent here what is the magic going on he's, he doesn't even show she just no he just straight up vaults a backpack filled with a, a girl in it and i love it the crowd goes wild it is insane yeah um <laughs> i mean he's strong right He's very strong. Yeah. He uses the momentum to really, really toss like, that thing. Bins her. Mm-hmm. Um, back with Cookie. Cookie has uh, cleared out the entire audience at the other talent show. Other than Mr. Wright, Cookie walks up to, uh, sits down next to Mr. Wright, doesn't realize that it's Mr. Wright, and starts with the same opener of Pretty Lame Talent Show, eh? Um, Mr. Wright's going to say, excuse me? And then Cookie yells, sorry, wrong number, and bolts. <laughs> if you had this interaction with a student, what would you feel? Um, if, uh, Mitch, if Mitch, Mitch had done this to me? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would have been worried for Mitch. <laughs> I would have chased after him. Um, similar to, you know, you know, times that we have chased <laughs> Mitch. Yeah. Uh, or cookie. 
or yeah. I know Cookie. Sorry, wrong number. Life. Cookie, I think he does. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe he has a good relationship with his mom, but not his dad. Yeah, I think um, his relationship with <laughs> his think... family. I think it's about to go downhill though, because he's about to take the family printer and put it down his pants. <laughs> but uh, we're, we'll get there. I think he and his dad have a Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know what that means, but I think that Carl finds uh, Steve Urkel annoying. Yes. He's always getting up to his antics. Is Car- Carl's like the dad in the show, right? And then Urkel's the annoying neighbor. Yeah, Carl Winslow is a police officer dad, and Steve Urkel is a neighbor who shows up. Who did Family Matters happen before Full House? I think so. They overlapped at some point. Yeah, because I want to know. A Kibby Gibbler feels like a um. Get just a Kibby Gibbler. Did I Kim, do that? Yeah, Kimmy Gibbler feels exactly like uh, they just saw what Family Matters was doing and said, "Yeah, we need we need that annoying neighbor." No, Full House uh, debuted two years earlier. Oh, that's surprising. Was that is Kim- surprising. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a lot of questions about Kimmy Gibbler, but I'm not going to sidetrack that now. Um, when we get to Bryson Run Full House, yeah, yep. Well, plenty of time to figure that out. Oh my gosh, what an alternate universe. A very dark five-year struggle to get... Was it five years or three years? It would have been like three and a half years, I think. Three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you have a podcast. Cool. What do you do? Uh, (laughs) Meh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to see how our lives change throughout that three and a half years of watching Full House. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely for the worse. One of us loses an eye. That'd yeah. be cool. What would be cool about that? Like a pirate thing. Oh, okay. You know, Bryson Run Future. Yeah, I like pirates. Like we can rebrand? <laughs> <laughs> or if one of us loses a hand or something, we can get a robot hand. <laughs> we can get a dynamic haircut to show mm-hmm. that time has changed. Yes, and I love that this is all be- all because of Full House. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, so Chopsaw is going to cry because Moses is going to come in with her talent, right? And makes a good uh, th- a thing that looks good out of wood. A coat hanger? Yeah, and then she hangs her hat on it. Yeah, I would agree. A coat oh, hanger is a thing that looks good made out of wood. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that. That's right. See big how moment. happy the children are. They also really like the coat hanger. They want one for themselves, and Mo says, I'm taking this one home. And they say, I want one. He immediately converts to a Pelusiac. Who, Chopsa? No. Uh, oh, yeah, what's his face? Mr. Wright? Yeah, Mr. Wright's going to see that. Ned's going to go up on stage to announce the final act. Mr. Wright's going to be like, ahem, a word. And Ned's <laughs> going to announce uh, Martin Quirley and his funky fiddle. So... Corley's gonna go play his funky fiddle. Ned's gonna come down, start chatting it up with uh, Mr. Wright. Cookie's gonna be there too. And then Mose is also gonna be behind them as if Mose was in any way responsible for the success of Talent Palooza. She did the talent. But, okay, she was like the last to show up. She didn't tell anyone about it. She didn't even show up she's when it started. She's the star, Bryce. She is not like, the star. She's David Bowie, and Ned and Cookie are David Bowie's managers. No, 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 no. She's David Bowie. Everyone else in the audience is the Labyrinth Puppets. 
and uh, they all just got played. Ned and Cookie are two halves of Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mr. Wright is like, oh, you're right. I got overzealous with my particularness. Martin Solo is quite fat. Yeah. P H. <laughs> P H A T. Yes. Wait, I was thinking of the wrong labyrinth, I think. Yeah, you were thinking of uh, Pants Labyrinth. <laughs> I was thinking of the, the film Labyrinth. The Jim Henson movie Labyrinth. I with, always make this mistake. With David Bowie. I, I always make this mistake. That's <laughs> okay. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. It's not called Labyrinth, it's called Dark Crystal. Dark you, yeah, you made no mistake. Am I correct? Or am Is I not it? correct? No, I'm not correct. Dark Crystal is a different film. Dark Crystal is a different film. Yeah. Labyrinth uh, does have Jim Henson puppets, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, director Jim Henson. Okay. I'm not totally off. Labyrinth and then Dark Crystal is something different. Okay. Alright, nope. I was on track. Uh, we're all good here. Did you ever see The NeverEnding Story? I've seen that. The horse. Remember that yeah. scene? Uh, I don't know. Are you talking about the dragon? The never-ending story? Mm-hmm. Isn't that uh, the, the, the horse? Isn't that the horse were drowns? Uh, I don't know. It has hey. like uh, like a oppa. A giant flying oppa. A giant flying oppa? Yeah. I remember Artax and the Swamp of Sadness. Artax, oh, Artax Death. Oh, do you want to see that scene? Yeah, let's watch that. Let's pull up Artax's oh, death. Oh, uh, let's take a. You want to take a quick detour in the middle of this? Yeah, Bryce invited Artax's yeah. death in the house. Yeah. I'll share my screen, so if you're listening to the audio, you won't be able. I obviously won't be able to see it, but um, you will be able to hear it, which is good. All right, this is movie clip Artax. Everyone knew that whoever let the sadness overtake him would sink into the swamp. Oh my gosh. So, um, a boy is traveling through a swamp stuck in mud with a horse. Like, he's, like, dragging the horse. Is this <laughs> such an overwhelmingly sad scene? Um, Artax is stuck in the mud. Like, it's his... Artax's legs are covered in the mud. What's the matter? What's wrong? Oh my gosh. There he go. He's stuck. The boy is trying to pull Artax, but Artax on, cannot move. What's the matter? He keeps asking the horse what the matter is, as if the horse could say something. Oh my gosh. It's too difficult for you. Oh my gosh. Red. The horse is slowly sinking into the swamp. There he goes! Oh my goodness! The sheer panic. Fighting against the sadness, Artex. So, um. Artex, please. You're letting the sadness. Oh my God. Artex is mostly submerged in swamp water, um, and the boy is not. Artex's head is the only thing above the swamp now. Oh my god. The horse is making a face. It's smiling. 
All right. Um. So I just want to recap one thing real quick. Ah. So he says. Um. Okay. So everyone who knew the sadness would overtake them would sink into the swamp. So Ren. Um. Why was Artax so sad? Maybe he. Maybe this kid sucks. Maybe <laughs> Alex, this kid is just. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, Artax the horse was so sad he just torpedoed his life into the swamp rather than continuing to move on. Um, what, a, what a way to go. I'd wow. rather <laughs> hang out with this kid for yeah. another minute. Swamp, take me now. Yeah, uh, poor Artax. Holy smokes. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to look at the tips from this? Oh, well, real yeah. quick, uh, at the end of the episode, Claire uh, unzips from the backpack and says she's going to get uh, Backpack Boy. Sue the backpack off that boy? Yeah. Um, so she was she was in that backpack for a while. <laughs> was this not part of the... Did, did What happened here? Did he con her and say, like, hey, just you know, like you'll get in the bag, I'll make you disappear, just go along with it? I like he clearly tricked her. Yeah. Yeah, I got duped. All right. Uh, let's look at these tips. All right. We got only two. Uh, I don't know. We have a few tips here. Um, tip number two forty four. If you don't like something, don't complain. Change it. Be the change you want to see happen. Yeah. Um. This not terrible advice. No, I like this advice. I think this is very good advice. This is good. Good philosophy to live by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, um, it says don't complain. I think that the complaining part is necessary. Oh, yeah, definitely, like, speak up. Yeah, to, to properly, like, think about, okay, like, what's wrong here? Or even if you're, like, venting to, like, someone who you trust about a problem, it's like, oh, like, this is the problem. Let's talk through it, and then maybe I'll get to a solution. Yeah. Then it says change it. So, yeah, I think it's, like, an eight tier. I'd put it in eight here. Okay. All right. Uh, tip number 256. Uh, everybody has a talent. This isn't a tip. <laughs> Does everybody have a talent, Bryce? Uh, what's your talent? I write good, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a talent. Um, let's see. What's your talent? Yeah, I don't know. I think my talent is... Uh, I have a double-jointed oh. finger. That you have a double-jointed finger? Mm-hmm. Double-jointed right now. I I am. You can't see it, but I'm doing it. All right. I'm switching joints. Yeah. It's my talent. It would, I think that would fit in well at Talentpalooza. I think so. I mean, yeah. you might even rank pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wins at this talent show, by the way. I just realized that. Speaking of rank, you said rank pretty well. You know, it's about having fun, talent blues. It's not about winning. Mm -hmm. The real winners are the friends we made along the way. Uh, who would you say won? I would say the winner probably was Quirly. It's pretty impressive playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would say... A coat rack. Yeah, I'd say Quirly, then Moe's, Backpack Boy... Uh, Coconut Head, Lisa Zemo. Well, if we go by by humor, I think Backpack Boy wins. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I love some good physical comedy. Yes. 
Um, tip number 256.1, express yourself and have fun. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's generic advice. It's not bad advice, you know. No. It is good to express yourself. Yeah. Is that like a C tip? B tip? Yeah, let's put it in B because, you know, it, it comes from a good place. Yeah. Sometimes you need to hear it. Uh, and then this is the last tip of the segment. Ned looks at the camera right as the episode's closing. Find your talent and go for it. Just go for it. Have fun. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. not, it's, it's nothing. Nah, yeah, it is. It is nothing. Find your talent. How? Just go for <laughs> it. That's, that's not a that's nothing. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Also, finding your talent can be a process. A long process. Mm-hmm. You can't just go for it sometimes. I didn't realize my finger was double jointed until like middle school. And that took a lot of trial and error, I bet. I tried to double joint so many parts of my body, uh, and nothing was double jointed. Let's double joint your back. Yeah. <laughs> I have a double jointed back. <laughs> my spine is double jointed. Yeah. All right. Uh,. I gave it a C. Yeah, it's third C. Okay. Elections, Ren. Elections. Um, this is exciting. Martinez in the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I this episode gave me a lot of like Corey in the house thoughts. I also reflected on Corey in the house. Mm-hmm. Because we had, of course, an election episode of Corey in the House. We talked about. Um, I this episode has one very compelling aspect to the storyline to me, and the rest of yeah. it is pretty. I, in my opinion, pretty straightforward. Um, uh, chill like. Uh, children's sitcom show school election. election yeah yeah about, about that um where a lot of the message is the most compelling part about it what would i say yeah um the uh coconut head bit at the end okay i also thought that was probably the funniest bit yeah i in fact because the thought i had was that they probably could have extended that out more i would have watched a longer not a longer episode, but I would have preferred the episode to be like seven minutes of that bit of people vying for Coconut Head um, and his <laughs> his single vote to determine the election. I think for me, the best case scenario for this episode would have been it immediately opening with Ned winning over everyone, not to spoil stuff, but that mm-hmm. sequence where Ned wins over everyone, then, the, then your Coconut Head plan. Yeah. Yep. Because I actually like that that setup. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I like um. So we, well, well I'm gonna just just start going through it, yeah. if that's okay. Yeah. Um, because okay. we will get there. So we get introduced. It's school election season. James King Polk Middle School. Some the three roles that exist in student council. The treasurer who keeps track of funds, and it's also doesn't have a lot of competition. Lisa Zima was running unopposed, and we see her handing out tissues instead of like uh, "vote for me" flyers or something like that. It's she's owning her brand. Mm-hmm. It's me, the sneezy girl. 
the yeah. sneezing mucus kid who always has boogers. Yeah, vote for me for treasure. I couldn't tell you um, in any grade of mine. I had student council both. Well, obviously, we had student council in college, and then we had it. I had it in my high school. I couldn't tell you who the treasurer was ever. Did we have a treasurer for long? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did? Uh-huh. Who was it? I don't know. I just told you. <laughs> wow, that sucks. I hope they never listen to this. <laughs> They're like, well, because we, okay. I don't to get too deep into drama here. But, like, because remember we got to the end of, like, our senior year, and we wanted, like, a decent class gift, and it was, like, they wanted us to give a bunch of money for a tree, to plant a tree. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was, like, really, we should have been saving up some money to have, like, a solid um, senior week and then also a solid class gift, but we, like, hadn't done that. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. So, wh- whoever it is, uh, I'm sorry. I apologize, but... It was a tree. Yeah. And it was a very expensive senior week, if I recall. Um, I bought it, but then I didn't end up going to, like, half the events, because there was, like, I think stuff going on in my life at the time. Oh, yeah, what a any. Yeah. No, it was uh, not a solid spend of my money. But So, Quirly is running for vp yes he's gonna um the vp tells the student body when events are happening and that explains to us and quirly his bit so they gave them all little like funny bits here quirly's poster did you see his poster i didn't actually i must have missed it oh my gosh red it says in like red big red text like vote for martin quirly Right, so very straightforward. It has a picture of his face. But behind all of that is like it's a very long poster and oh. it's a speech. It's like a like a big speech and that go obviously goes with him because he never stops talking. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really funny. That's it's just a super long poster. Yeah. Um and then the president planned spirit days can sometimes change class schedules. I put a question mark next to that. I don't know what Ned means by that. And um, the thing is, running for class president can be a popularity contest, which is why Ned would never run, dot, 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 as he walks by a poster that says Ned for president. Ned for king? Mm. Ben, what's happening here? Ned is being, uh, is it a dark horse? Dark horse. Dark horse candidate? Oh, um... I don't know what you're saying. Like a uh, um a, a dark horse is a previously less known person that emerges to prominence in a situation, especially in a competition involving multiple rivals. Ah. So that is that is him. That's him. Yes, lesser known. Not no one thought that he would he would emerge victorious here. And or emerge to run in the race against Susie Crabgrass, who's we all know is very popular. And Doug Forte is back. <laughs> Some great bits with Doug in this episode. Yes, to, to remind the listening audience, Doug Forte is constantly surrounded by um, a mob of, of girls. So we never see him. 
we only just see the mob of girls constantly shouting his name. We see his hand. Yeah. Um. So we learned the huge crew nominated Ned. And they now need 50 students to sign a petition to get Ned on the ballot. And Cookie's like, don't worry, that'll never happen. And we see them, like, beating people up and bullying them to get the the petition signatures. And now Ned is officially on the ballot. I love how good the huge crew are at campaigning. <laughs> they have a very um, straightforward strategy, Ren. Just muscle the kids for votes? <laughs> yep. Beat them up to vote for Ned. The huge crew is so funny. Every time, I like them more each time they show up. Like, they decided without consulting Ned, their big crush, that Ned should just be president of the school. And they would beat people up to make it happen. And they are successfully swaying over a good chunk of the student body. Yep. Um, so... Susie, uh, most tells Ned that he has to run because every year Susie bribes her way to the top. And last year, Susie spent all the car wash money on neon wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like two neon signs with wolves on them howling at the moon. Um, The way that this episode portrays it, the president's like main thing is really just like deciding what the car wash money gets spent on yeah really just like why why is there even a treasurer if they're not in charge of the money yeah so i I don't know um i like seeing lisa at lunch here yeah it was nice to see her she's sitting with them again finally we finally got that continuity Mm -hmm. except yes and no so the line last year she spent car wash money on neon wolves is said by lisa zemo who is supposedly a new student this year. Damn it. Yeah. So, which is like, I don't know. Maybe she overheard it? That's that's what I would have to- The only way we can logically- Have to default it to. Yeah, is that like people are like, oh, it's like someone told her like, oh, like Susie can't win last year. She spent all the money on the Neon Wolves. Yeah. So this is just Lisa like repeating what she's heard. Um. Ned has an idea that students should be allowed to get fresh air outside. And Cookie has done some polling. <laughs> the pants poll. Yes. He's gone around. Cookie asked people. Why did you shove the family printer down your pants? Yes. Cookie, why? We only have one of those. Do you know how expensive these are in 2004? Mm-hmm. Mom, Dad, there's an election. <laughs> Yeah, Cookie's gonna uh, throw the episode, print the poll numbers from his pants, and um, it's gonna make everyone around him pretty uncomfortable. Doesn't it, it does not make me super uncomfortable. You like this? I mean, I don't like it, but it's like, <laughs> eh. it's not. I don't think it's like the most uncomfortable or awkward thing Cookie has done. It's yeah, yeah you know, he, he's done worse. Yeah, it's just it's like a weird thing he's doing, but you know, he's not manipulating a GPS to bring a supermodel to the school. Right. Um, all right. So the numbers show that Ned is behind Susie and Doug. And we learned that there is a fourth person, or a fourth entity, <laughs> running for president. None other uh, than the Weasel. Yeah. Uh, weasel for Prez, honestly. I'd vote for him. I'd be yeah. one of those kids. 
Uh, we learn he's he's nominated every year as a joke, but usually walks away with about 25% of the vote. Okay. Um, there's also, um, th we see the huge crew bullying people again, saying, <laughs> vote Ned or you're dead. I love it. Yeah. So Ned has an idea, and I think it's a pretty good idea. I think so too. Yeah. Um, in order to not be eligible and to be disqualified from running for a student body position, uh, if a faculty member sees you doing something like disrespectful to school property, um, then they could disqualify you. Okay, so step one, let's spray paint the lockers. And Ned's going to get his spray paint from Gordy. And unfortunately, Gordy gives him the same color spray paint as the lockers, but Ned doesn't realize. So Ned is like, goes to spray paint over uh, something that's already on the a lockers, heart. a heart. And he goes to spray paint over it to say like, oh, I'm adding to the vandalism. And instead he just covers it up and people are like, oh, uh, Mr. Better. Yeah, Mr. Monroe's like, he's cleaning up the school. Like that Ned is fantastic. And everyone starts chanting his name. Five um, flags shoot out of bag. <laughs> um, so the spray paint didn't work, but Gordy has an idea for Ned and gives him a dodgeball. Ren, this is my favorite part, I think, of the whole episode. This was one of my favorite parts. Like, I, Durga is just unreal how great she is. Her, her presence on screen is electric. I think she had my favorite line from this episode. Yeah. She, um, so she's yelling at all the kids at, at gym class, like, to throw the ball harder, to, like, not ignore it or whatever, to, to play hard. Ned looks at the camera and he tells us, like, this is something that could get him killed. Uh, he then throws the ball directly at <laughs> Durga's face, smacks Durga, Durga collapses, stands up, spits out her two front teeth, and then says, no, that's what I'm talking about. Why can't you jocks be more like Ned? He's a take charge guy. And everyone cheers for Ned as Durga screams Ned's name over and over. <laughs> endorsed by Coach Durga poster. Yeah, the, the yeah, the we see a poster. Ned is endorsed by Co by Durga and the Jocks is what it says. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, uh, I want to do um, a poster for us. <laughs> Bryce and Red are, are endorsed by, are endorsed by Durga and the Jocks. Yeah. So I'll see. I don't think I'm, I'm unfortunately, I don't think I'm that good with Photoshop, but uh, we'll see if I can, you know, manipulate it or maybe just make my own. But um, Ned teaches everyone to recycle in this next scene. So he's like, okay, this one's got to work. I'm going to start a food fight. And he goes to throw, a, I don't know, like a water bottle at someone and throws it into the trash. And Seth Powers. Awful way to start a food fight. Yeah. <laughs> bottle at someone. It's a very you're food fight. You're just being a dick. Yeah, it's a very weak throw as well. Um, but he gets it into the recycle bin. And Seth Powers is like, Ned's Ned's come up with a fun way to recycle. <laughs> and then everyone starts throwing their trash into the recycle bin and starts chanting Ned's name again. Um, all right, pants pull again. Ned is in second place. But Ned doesn't want to run because a non-popular has never won. It's is just that... a popularity contest. Yeah. 
that's it. That's all it is. Uh, we get a little bit of a uh, some James K. Polk lore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look back in time. Yeah, there's been one non-popular, friend. Dutch shop saw. Bum, bum, bam. He king was class wood. president. Yeah, the king of wood. Um, when he he won because he put the issues first. He promised to cut the redwood, put power in the students' hands, and use all the money to buy a bandsaw. <laughs> I love that bit. He wasn't even a good president. No, he bought a bandsaw with all the car wash money. And he's like, he looks at it at the bandsaw and he's like, and it's still running perfect. She's still running perfect to the day. Uh, There's a record scratch. So it's almost like he was maybe going to kiss the bandsaw. I honestly thought he was going to get his hand stuck. Yeah. And I was waiting for that too. I'm surprised they didn't go with that bit. No, they haven't done it in a few episodes. No. Um, so that's when Chopsaw tells us that um, Ned can win if he has great ideas, uh, but he needs if he's going to go against Susie Crabgrass, he needs to be a weed whacker. Uh, does they he encourages Cookie and Moe to do this like finger twirling action next to their faces and goes, and then Ned's like, "Fine, I'll do it." Okay. Uh, Susie has a smear campaign going that's right uh, ned poops in the urinals <laughs> <laughs> yeah susie's telling everyone that ned poops in the urinals um and also that ned is a total loser uh so mean. <laughs> yeah usually um like so we had the, so pointedly aggressive yeah over- we had the school school election twice in coin in the house didn't we yeah. And the second time we had it, Sophie was, it was the whole thing was Sophie was just being mean for no reason whatsoever. And right? like, pers- like the whole point of the episode was that targeting people in elections is wrong and bad. Yes. Um, Susie has not seen that episode and she's just going to be mean. But she, she does say, I'm going to apologize tomorrow after I win. So there's at least like... Strategic. Yeah, there's an apology coming. Uh, is it going to be a public thing? Like, uh, like as one of my first orders of president, I publicly apologize to Ned. Ned Bigby. Mm-hmm. I stand here today issuing <laughs> a formal apology to Ned Bigby. Yep. You're not a total loser. You do not poop in the urine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we get some tips here. Uh, we'll go over the tips in a little bit, but we um, pretty much get them as Ned is campaigning. So, like, Ned's going to be putting up his posters, handing out flyers, uh, gives us the advice to keep speeches short and simple. Ren, when I was in high school, uh, my freshman year, we were about a week in, and no one really knew. Like, people didn't know everyone yet. We were all still getting to know each other. Uh, we had a kid who went to do his speech for president, and he stood up there and he said, he was like, hi, my name's, uh, I'll make up a name, but he's like, hey, my name's Jack. And uh, actually, do you know what? And then he, he was holding a note, like a couple of note cards. He then ripped them up and threw them out, like up in the air. He was like, I, he was like, I prepared a nice speech, like telling you about um, like why you should all vote for me. But really, and then he like, talked about himself or whatever but um 
The note cards were blank. They were blank? Yeah. And he won. He won? He was our class president our freshman wow. year. He uh he tried to pull a fast one on you and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were like really blown away by the move. <clears throat> they were like, Oh my gosh, did you see that? He just ripped and I felt so bad because there was like um uh, I mean like yeah, he he deserved it. He did fine. Um, like he, he got the vote. But at the end of the day, there's also people who like ran who clearly really yeah. wanted to do it and yeah. I remember mm-hmm. one year in my school. Yeah. Whatever year three hundred was popular. Yep. His speech was this is Sparta. He just screamed it and that was it. <laughs> he did not win, but he did do that. <laughs> I don't um, remember who it was, but <laughs> I do remember it happened. Uh, on this same note, I know I should have just talked about it when we were talking about the talent shows, but I forgot to say it. My high school talent show, two things. One, I hosted it one year. Oh. Um, two, uh, we had a uh, set of kids who sung as a duet Escape from the City from Sonic Adventure Battle 2. <laughs> Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> I feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so what else we got going on here? Um, so we, we get the speeches. Um, Susie's is just like, Ned's bad, I'm good. Uh, In summary, I, Ned should die. Yeah. The weasel gets up there, does his weasel thing real quick. Um, Doug goes up there and the girls just cheer for Doug and I think he just says vote Doug and then they go away and then uh Ned stands up gives like a genuinely okay speech uh people cheer Durgus gives him a standing ovation <laughs> he deserved it you know yeah he's really good all the other teachers behind him neutrally stay in their seat but Durgus like yes that's the one uh pants pull update uh it's a four-way tie and only one kid is undecided i love the concept of undecided votes me too and just like one person flipping an election yeah it's it's very good and i love that it's coconut head Mm -hmm. coconut head was the guy who was on the fence between biden and trump in 2020 yeah (laughs) he's just so so unsure he's the most neutral of all people um and we're now gonna see all four candidates well three of the four candidates bombard coconut head aggressively here and this is why i wanted like more of an episode about it because a i think coconut head his time is due um yeah some more focus head heavy episode yet yeah so I, i want that and then also uh i just think that he's these bits could have been extended even more could have been funny but we see Susie, um, he's walking down the hallway. Susie, like, stops him, like, takes over the hallway, and then says, if you sh- come from her side. Yeah, and they they blast him with t-shirts. He just gets pelted with a horde of t-shirts. Mm-hmm. He screams. Um, Cookie, uh, not Cookie, I'm sorry, Coconut Head, I can only assume is hospitalized. Because the next time we see him, he is in casts. <laughs> And his head is wrapped. 
Um, and he's back in the hallway. Everything is going great. Things are going his way. And now Doug is going to come down the hallway with his swarm of girls. The visual of Doug's hand coming out of the girls and yeah. towards the coconut head is so is good. So funny. He yells, he says, Yo, coconut dude. Um, <laughs> and then the girls keep going and he says, Girls, stop, stop, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> and they run him over. Trampled. Mm-hmm. So after being trampled by multiple people, Ned helps him up. Coconut Head's like, hey, I liked your speech. And then the huge crew pops up, and Ned's like, you don't need to do this. He's going to vote for me. And they're like, oh, we'll make sure he votes for you. <laughs> beat him up. <laughs> they pull him aside and beat him up even more. <laughs> um, who wins the election, Ren? <laughs> um, the weasel, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, believe it or not, the weasel is going to win. Wow. What a tight election. Coconut physically abuse the one person who can give you the vote. Mm -hmm. Typically don't vote for you. No, no. Weasel wins. Coconut head uh, in the audience is even more wrapped up in casts and uh, and stuff and gives uh, the weasel a nice thumbs up. (laughs) Sentient weasel accepts it. Yes. Okay. Um, episode wraps up pretty quickly. Uh, Martin, acting on behalf of President Weasel, still gets the kids to go outside after lunch. So that's nice. And then the printer pants go zap, and Gordy extinguishes them. Bunfire. You said bonfire or funfire? I thought you said bunfire. Oh, is that what he says? Like a like a bun, a bun. Yeah. Yeah. D- does he say that in the episode? Yeah, right? I, I, I mean, maybe. I just, that's, yeah. That's what I heard. I wasn't sure if that was a Ren or, original. No, I think that was a Gordy. No. Uh, what's it called if you put a hot dog bun in the fire? What? Bun fire. Bun fire? Yeah, I just made that one up. The hot dog joke. Mm-hmm. Did you read Land of the Lawn Weenies as a kid? Uh, I saw the cover of the book. It freaked me out. It was a compilation of short horror stories. Were they, like, comical, or were they pretty, uh, spooky? No, they were actually pretty creepy. Yeah. There was one where a girl, like, found a fairy or something, and the fairy granted her a wish where she could make anyone she disliked disappear. But... Wow. She ends up disliking her mom, and then it ends with her disliking herself. Holy smokes. Creepy stuff for a kid. It was at the Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah. No, there's some scary books. Um, Banicula? Banicula? I never read Banicula. No, do you know the concept of Banicula? The Dracula rabbit. Yeah, he'd suck, um, suck, like, the something out of veggies. That's not nice. No. Yeah, he'd make all the veggies white, like, uh, yeah. Alright, you want to look at some tips? Yeah, I'll do some tips. Okay. These are election tips. Um, so let's think about this in terms of some U.S. election stuff, Okay. Um, go big with campaign posters. The bigger, the better. Mm-hmm. Remember Obama? Hope. I do remember that poster, yeah. You yeah. know, that was, was a good poster. The, the bold blue and red mm-hmm. dynamic. It's still uh, satirized today. Yeah, I would give it uh, this tip like a A, just even thinking yeah. about Obama's. That poster is stuck in my mind. 
practical good marketing and ahead of mm -hmm. its time did Ned's Declassified predict the Obama campaign? I think so. Well, let's, this next one kind of leads to hand out flyers with your ideas. There we go. Hope. Yeah. Obama and Obama had ideas. That's right. Yep. Uh, I don't know how good of a tip this one is. Like a, like a C, you know, they you, go in the trash, right? Yeah. Usually like if someone gives me a flyer, they're like, Hey, well for me, uh, that's might be in the trash. Keep your speeches short and simple. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this. Short and simple is a good thing, but sometimes you have to be, you know, you have to dive into stuff and explain some some things. Yeah. Some of like the most famous speeches in history are long speeches. Yes, but do people remember the full speech or just the highlights? Do I the mean, people... you the, do you remember your the full movie every time you watch a Four movie? Four score seven years ago. Um, no. Yeah, you're right, but you need the context. The great points for the... really appreciate the greatness. You need context between it. So if you just do... If it's hit after hit, it's not going to be all hits. It'll be... You need, it you need will be built up. fours in there to make yeah. six better. Like, exa exactly. Or, like, because I'm thinking, like, what is Jurassic Park if it's just, like, uh, like, uh, they say they have a T-Rex and then Clever Girl. Then we like, got Chris Pratt with Starbucks. Exactly. Uh, is Starbucks in Jurassic World? Yeah, like a bunch of them. Wow. Yeah, they really took over. Who, like, um, who thought Jurassic World was a good idea? We're in an age of reboots. No, not the movie, the park. Oh, you mean just the in-universe concept? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, three Jurassic Parks happened. Yeah. Certainly a Jurassic World would be a good idea. Yeah, it would definitely be better. Because did you see the the second one, the second Jurassic World? No, the Lost World. They, um, like clone there's something about like uh creating human clones or something like that and a girl lets a, a clone girl um makes or lets all the dinosaurs loose on the mainland like in america a at the end of it girl a i it's like a human a human was cloned in the in a jurassic park film so so sorry she isn't cloned she's made she <laughs> She she has no parents. She's made, Kyle and um, with the same technology that they used to make the dinosaurs, they made this girl. And then once she realizes that, she's like, "Oh, I'm more like the dinosaurs than I am like humans." So, she lives in this mansion where the plot of the movie they bring all the dinosaurs that are remaining at Jurassic World here and they auction them the off mansion? to different countries yep to different countries and then this girl uh lets all those dinosaurs that are being auctioned off out of their cages and they break through the house and they leave into the, the world and that's how the movie ends and so chris pratt's in it too so that's so now that's jurassic world too that's the second one. And now there'll be a third one, probably about the girl and Chris Pratt trying to capture all the dinosaurs again. 
I feel like now a they're... apocalyptic dinosaur movie would be cool. So okay, so you're you're here for this. Win. You want the dinos to win? I I will watch the next Jurassic World movie if the dinosaurs win, and it's about them surviving in a world where the dinosaurs destroyed civilization. Okay. I think that would be a pretty cool premise. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. So I you're love, not. I love post-apocalypse movies. Yeah. Throw in some dinosaurs. Be an interesting premise. It's not something that happens. It's not something you see. Your... So you're so you're not gonna see the new movie then. No, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested in Chris Pratt reuniting with his Velociraptor and the friendship that they shared. Oh my god, they're so bad. Uh, they're truly. These movies that the I it's such this is such a bad film. Yeah, and it, it makes me so upset because I love and I I I think it hurts a little bit that like I'll I'll always love Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Um, and it's weird like. Unlike other things, like the more that they add on, like the more movies or whatever that they do, I don't think that it's really going to make me feel like it detracts from the first movie. I mean, the first one's always going to be a classic. Yeah. Like, those, the original films and series always kind of have the mm-hmm. different air to them. They're yeah. untainted by what came after because they're made under different circumstances. Yeah. They feel a little bit more like fanfic. Like, if I want more Jurassic Park, like, I might watch them. But I'm not, I'm understanding that it's gonna be more like just the dinosaur bits and really nothing else. Yeah. So, this, I don't think the second one's that bad, The Lost World. I remember watching that movie in theaters as a kid, a little kid. Yeah. Um, all right, I have no clue where we diverted here. We're in tips, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't rate the keep your speeches short and simple. Okay. I don't know. Uh, C. C. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tip number eight fifteen point four point seven C. Running for class office really can make a difference. Oh yeah. Is that a tip? <laughs> Most is just a a thing yeah. and observation, I guess. Mhm. Yeah. Most of these. Um. I I feel like he's less about tips lately and more just about stating some obvious things. Ned's life philosophies. Yeah. Um, Ned's Ned's observations. Uh, see classified school, yeah observations. Okay, front of a class office really can make a difference. I don't know, like a B tip, yeah, C B. tip. B no C. Yeah. Drop the C. I was I'm unenthusiastic about it. Me too. Okay. Um, you you wanna do some report cards? Yeah, let's do some report cards. We also didn't do. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go through this quick because there isn't much here um okay. but the feedback from last week oh right um so a tight race between purple nurple and titty twister uh purple nurple is the preferred uh term right. yes uh best character in episode seven so this was in uh what did we do last week was that photo day and um something else yeah rumors 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 and photo day um Sweeney was the best character. Uh, worst character. Moses was a bit of a downer, which is something I had said exactly. Yes. Scale of 1 to 10. Uh, the episode got an 8 from an the eight? audience. Yes. Alright. Um, fun fact. Scoop. Oh, this is a wicked fun fact. Fun fact. Scoop. Remember him? The uh, boy who died in the school and takes photos. Is yeah. played by Vincent Martella, who goes on to play Phineas and Phineas and Ferb. 
Oh, I think Nicole told me that actually. Yeah, that's a good good little fact. That is a good uh, and any feedback for us? Love that Adam Sandler is confirmed in the Bryce and Reniverse. <laughs> so good for us. Um, okay, yeah, let's look at some report cards. Who do you want to look at for these report cards? Let's look at our honors kids. Okay. I think Nettie Boy. Judging by the episode, we're really only looking at popularity, or I mean, uh, social status. Yeah, social status. Okay. For everyone mm-hmm. you agree is there anything no. okay. yeah i agree with that yeah so ned obviously gets a boost in social status mm-hmm. what are we thinking i a mean I, I think he goes up to an a he put on a very successful talent palooza all right full and ahead. yeah and he uh tied for second place in the school election that's not as and against Susie crabgrass that's not bad at all no Nope. And, I mean, the, all the jocks endorse him. <laughs> the jocks love Ned Yeah. Um, okay, what do we think about Moe's? Does Moe's social status is that... So right now, Moe sits at a 92, so she's at an A-. minus. Maybe we can bump her up to an A? Um, yeah, I mean, she did the woodshop situation. People liked that. Kids loved it. Yes. Kids are taking a woodshop. They are. Now everyone wants to go see the, uh, the bit saw. Which chop uh, saw? Yeah. Well, no. What's the saw he got though? The shit. What was it called? Yeah, so it was a B. The buck saw. No. Bandsaw. 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 Yeah. Um. Okay. And then cookie. How much power? Or how much? I was actually power, but what is Cookie's social status? He's an A minus right now. His pants are gonna um catch, not to catch on fire, but zap him a lot. Yep, that's right. I think I think him pooping his printer pants works against him. Yeah, people are gonna be like, oh, that weird cyborg. Yeah, what he's you- at a he's at an A minus now, so I think do we just put him down one to a B plus? Yeah, I'll put him down to a B plus. Okay. And for CP. Who do we want to look at? I'm thinking Coconut Head, Backpack Boy, and Mr. Right. Okay. Um, let's start with Coconut Head. Okay. So okay. what's he sitting at for last we left him off? So last time we saw Coconut Head, uh, we just looking at his popularity? Uh, let's look at his power, too. Okay. His social status is at a C-, and his power is at a C-. So I feel like both go up. Yes. Oh, yeah. They do. Um, he is probably very close with the class president. I mean, he's probably his, he's his number one man at this point. I would think so. Um, <laughs> I, like, I don't know if that influences power or social status. Well, I think social status should go up to around a B. Okay. Like a, like a full letter, almost a full, more than a full letter grade, full, right? Yeah. No. Yep. So C minus to a B. What about his power? He's has a lot of power here, but is he going to sustain it? That's what I'm thinking about. Well, we can drop him if he doesn't. Yeah. B plus? Yeah, like an 88. He's the swing vote in the school election. Coconut Head did what no one else can. No. All right, we want to look at... Backpack Boy. Okay, so Backpack Boy is... He's new. 
to this. He's new. Yep. So let's see. We have uh, Backpack Boy and also Mr. Wright uh, is also a new one. Yep. So let me just make one for them real quick. Okay. Um, what are we thinking about for um, Backpack, Backpack Boy? Boy's academic? How, how does he do academically? Is anyone, has anything told us that? Well, he has a big backpack, so I'm assuming he has a lot of textbooks. A lot of textbooks? He's always, always prepared. He is always prepared. He's a lot of knowledge. So, like, maybe a B plus, B plus to go with Backpack Boy? Mm-hmm. B for yeah, Backpack? B, B for Backpack. B, <laughs> BB. Social status. How is he socially? I mean, he just uh, flung Claire in a backpack across the room. But he's also the kid who makes hot dogs for everyone. Oh, yeah. And people have rumors about him but they're good it's that he's a superhero i'm thinking a minus he's mm-hmm. well liked like maybe he's not super popular but the people who do know him like him oh for sure um, uh, how much yeah power mm-hmm. he was physically strong enough to throw claire sawyer is this an a plus is this is he the strongest person we've seen in ned's declassified he might be the physically strongest person mm-hmm. and stamina I, I think an easy a yeah, that's a huge backpack he's got on his back. And he's never worn out. No. Um, all right. So that's so backpack boy with a B plus in academic, a A minus in social status, a A plus in power, and a an A in stamina. Now on to Mr. Wright. Mm-hmm. This is um this is gonna be interesting, I think, for him. We've seen him a few times. He was in the history episode, right? Yeah, he's the history teacher, social yeah. studies teacher. Social studies. Um, academically, I mean, he's he probably is intelligent. Yeah, he strikes me as probably the smartest teacher on staff. Mm-hmm. Like, if I needed help with something, I'd go to him if I were a student. Yeah. So, like, I think he'd probably be at, like, an A, right? Yeah, I'd say an A. Um, sorry, real quick, why Sweeney should have shut down Talonpalooza. This was one of the episodes where Sweeney doesn't exist. Yeah, we just pretend Sweeney's not here. Or maybe... There are some days of the week where Sweeney stops existing and all the kids yeah. stop, can't perceive him. Sweeney doesn't come in Fridays past 12. <laughs> um, social status. Socially, Mr. Wright... Hmm. I don't think he's well-liked by the staff. I don't think he's well-liked by the students. He strikes me as a very milk toast man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that's that's fine. Um, he's not liked. I don't think he's disliked either. He's I mean, the, stu- the students don't love this talent show thing, and he really pushes for the talent show. Well, like that—that's like his one thing. Otherwise, yeah. he's just kind of around. I guess that folds into how much power does he have that he's able to create a, a mandated talent show? But he doesn't have enough power to hold hold the them. Yeah. Yes. Um, I feel either a C plus or a B minus. Yeah, I was thinking B minus. Okay. For that, um, and lastly, stamina. How much stamina does does he have? He got through that whole oboe recital. Oh, he did, and he liked it. And but I don't know. He's like a low tolerance for the burping. I have a low tolerance for the burping. That's for sure. That's not stamina, though. No. You know, this is gross. <laughs> Um, B-plus? I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't know how to judge the stamina, so I'll just go with. Why do you think a B plus? I don't, no, I don't think a B plus. Let's go with a generic B. Okay, 
That feels fair. Okay. And so now, Ren, last but not least, let's rate this episode. All right. It was fun, but Ned's is always fun. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I feel like these two concepts were great concepts for an episode. Talent show is always fun. Election, always fun. Mm -hmm. I do agree with you that the election episode, the election segment did feel kind of pretty traditional. Yeah. Like the show. Yeah. And Ned's usually veers off the path. It it usually isn't afraid to to go do something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, The talent show was also enjoyable, but. there was other than Moe's, I mean, there's a surprising lack of like actual uh, build up for the talent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, well, there's build up for us because we've watched the episodes up to this point. Mm-hmm. So it kind of relies on our continuity. And in that sense, I like that about Moe's story this episode in that sense. Yeah. It continues but, uh, to build her. Internally, no, there is no build up. No. You have to have been like invested in the character to appreciate the moment. Yeah, um, I'm gonna That's say I, I'm gonna say that it's like a, a seven point five for me. I was gonna give the same thing actually. Wow, this is totally in agreement. Yeah, I was gonna say and this is the first time you and I have been on the same page. It's been the... funny. We've been kind of flipped since Corey. Where Corey, I was lower and you were higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, such better days that we're in now, Ren. I know. Such better I, days. I don't have to dread 22 <laughs> minutes of my Sunday. I kind of miss him, though. I mean, we, we never knew what we got with Corey. It was like playing Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much uh, for you know tuning in listening to us um checking us out and we appreciate it you can go ahead and like us on facebook twitter instagram um go ahead and rate our our podcast if you haven't done that yet and check out our feedback form if you want to watch the episodes and then give us your feedback um or even just feedback on listening to the podcast if you have any feedback on on the episode itself um we will take it there um otherwise ren any anything else uh, next week, we'll be watching Computer Labs and Backpacks. Oh, okay. I, I have a very explicit Computer Labs story to share next week. I cannot wait. Yeah, Computer Labs are a thing of the past. They are, but they were a true Wild West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that was always my favorite is their weekly computer class or whatever. I loved computer class. I mm-hmm. loved going to the computer lab. I loved finding games to play. Yeah. Did you ever play the Incredible Machine? I think you've asked me this before. Yeah, they, I we had like, I don't know why, but I just assumed that the games that were on our school computers were the games that every like everyone had. But I, I think I'm slowly learning that it's not the case. No, I, I did not play this. Yeah, I, I played Icy Tower a lot. Yeah, that sounds like a real game. All of our games were like education based. No, I didn't play many education based games in the computer yeah. lab. Bummer. We had internet. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think, I think we did have internet, but we were like, weren't allowed to just browse. Yahooligans. Did you not go on Yahooligans? Yahooligans? No. It was the kids version of Yahoo. They had games. Oh, no, I've never heard of that in my life. No. 
Um, all right, Ren. Let's close this book. Yep. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care and have a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed the tour of the Mr. Pib factory. Take care, everyone. Great soda. Good night. Are you um, moving things to the window or the front door? What, is, is this like a reference? No, I just... Is it like a Windows joke? I don't know. Sometimes, like, you know in cities, people move pianos um, through windows? Oh, like through the window? Mm-hmm. We're moving our stuff through the door. Okay. Have you moved stuff through the window before? No, I've never done it. Me neither. Hmm. Hi, and welcome to Brace and Rin and Ned <laughs> <Zika's>. <laughs>